0: Welcome to my mom podcast! Hi, I'm Marisa Calderon and you're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast. I'm capturing the early childhood journeys of educators including discussions and strategies on best practices for children, birth through third grade, and sharing them here for you. We made it to episode 10. Thanks for joining me. This is exciting. So, um, you know, to celebrate the occasion, I'm sharing another interview here uh, with another kindergarten teacher, and this time it's from Blue Ridge Unified School di- District in Lakeside, Arizona, and it's with Stacy Heath. So, Stacy and I met through my work with the Kindergarten Experience with the Lessie Group, and we've been able to share and connect online uh, since then, just going over the content that she's learned and giving her some feedback and some support. Um, she's gone through her own personal journey in her teaching, and after she attended Dr. Garcia's session on social and emotional development, she's told me how much it personally transformed her teaching and just overall her life. Um, Stacy was also involved in the Kindergarten Experiences Project Approach Pilot Group with uh, Dr. Judy Harris-Helm, and you can see in the interview, you can hear in the interview, excuse me, that Stacy just demonstrates um, she's one of those teachers that puts uh, training content that she's learned right into place, like the next day into place. She gives you immediate feedback on the results, gives you suggestions, asks for suggestions as well. And she's just an advocate for her teaching team as well as her students. And you can sense how grateful she is to be able to teach children in a more authentic and meaningful way. So I hope you enjoy the conversation.
1: Okay. My name is Stacy Heath. I'm a kindergarten teacher at Blue Ridge Elementary School. And Stacy
0: is joining us. I think you're, are you, did you guys just finish class right now?
1: Yes, we, well, we just finished um, PD. Ah, uh, and how, and how was that? Oh, it was interesting. Yeah, I was on RTI, so um uh, yeah. can always learn something new. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and um we might get we might touch base a little bit about the pd stuff with um with kindergarten teachers but um thank you so much again for joining me i know it's been hard to to get you scheduled um between um your classes there your class and um and family and um so i really appreciate it um stacy is actually up in the pine top area as well so right now she is calling in um, but I wanted to see, I wanted to, you know, kind of highlight your journey and get some feedback from you because there's always another teacher that, um, is probably going to be able to relate to this for sure. So okay, I to, uh, okay,
1: yeah. so I wanted to ask, how long have you been teaching? I have been teaching, um, for eight years now. And did so you I always out- start that way? Like, oh, go how did you, how did, No, no, no. How did you...
0: Um, you know, how did you decide to become a teacher?
1: Um, I decided to be a teacher when I was a parent helper. I was a parent helper quite a bit. And then I became an instructional assistant um, to have a job that worked with my kids' schedule. And then once I got in the classroom, I really enjoyed it and decided, you know what, I want to make this my career once my kids all started school. Yeah. Did you always start with kindergarten? What did you start with first? I taught three years of third grade and um, two years of fourth grade, and then wow. this is my third year of kindergarten. Wow! How did you handle that shift? Um, my first year, it was um a bit of a I mean, surprise. It's <laughs> it <was just> different. <laughs> just say it because I'm
0: sure others are are um, feeling it to have felt it too. Why was it a uh, different? What, I mean, obviously, it's a big leap.
1: Um, The needs are so much different in kindergarten. Um, It is full of different demands and um, very immediate demands, and um, they're not equipped with a lot of the skills that a fourth grader would be, just the (laughs) basic skills. Before you even get to teaching them um, academics, there's so many skills just of being in a group and following a line and using the bathroom, just basic skills that you don't even realize they don't come to you with until you're a like kindergarten teacher. I said it was like switching to a whole new career not just switching a grade level. It was like getting an, a new career.
0: Wow. That's actually a really good mm-hmm. nice perspective of it. What was something yeah. that you started to do that was, that that was helping you to make that shift?
1: Um, it? Just to be able to let go a little bit of, um in in teaching third and fourth grade, everything's about the standards and the test scores, and really, you have to just accept that that is not priority at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't come until later, and just letting go
0: yeah.
1: of the, that expectation on yourself and on the children.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I I can't imagine. Um, It's a big leap. How did you,
0: so what made you decide then to continue with kindergarten? Was it just a renewal of your contract or were you hoping to stay at that grade?
1: Um, I actually liked it. I actually fell in love with teaching kindergarten. Um, My first year, um, I just loved the children. There's, um, you know every grade level has its pros and cons, but yeah. at that age they are really they really have a unique love of learning, mm-hmm. and um the relationship that you build with them is different with older than with older children mm-hmm. and um there's a unique bond because you are their teacher and you're a caregiver
0: mm-hmm.
1: more i mean yeah. you are in older grades, but in younger grades, you are more of a caregiver.
0: Yeah, that's, that's an interesting way to put it, for sure, with kindergarten, mm-hmm. just kind of being your classroom, right? What, right. You know, what was it that um, during your last three years of uh, doing kindergarten, how did you get, how did you get stayed um, focused or motivated with, with that transition? Do you have a mentor? Did you have um,
1: a good you know, teaching team around you. Um, um, I did not have a mentor. I would um say that my first year it was harder than my second year. Um, I joined um another another teacher, Angela Sean. Mm-hmm. She invited me to do the pilot uh, approach. The project um, approach, yeah. The pro- project you know. approach, yeah. And so we went to that um, training together and that was my second year of teaching kindergarten. And then from there, we started going to all of your kindergarten experience trainings and things um, started to click and make sense. Like I was saying before, how we are a caregiver and before we can um, teach all those academic skills, Um, the kindergarten experience helped me with the social and emotional part of kindergarten which is huge and which is something that you don't learn when you're in college you don't learn when you become a teacher <laughs> on how great that, that those demands are in kindergarten
0: yeah and what so, stacy yeah what stacy is referring to is um with the alessi groups the kindergarten experience there was a uh con- like a session a pilot session with dr judy Harris who is one of the, I mean, go-tos for um, the project approach. And so her and her colleague participated in that pilot group. Um, and I think, I, and I do remember how just that shift of learning the social and emotional piece as well, um, that's one of the modules for, with the kindergarten experience through a lessee group, um, how much that shifted your teaching and your comments about just, it was enjoyable if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, it was much more enjoyable. We we um, finished the project and then we kept going to the other um, trainings that you have. And we just went in and um, over the fall break, we changed our classroom. We got rid of the um, table, you know, the tables It became less of a teacher centered classroom um, physically. And um, we started bringing in things um, to support that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, Yeah. Um, So we changed our classroom around. We brought in things that um, would make hands-on learning uh, more readily available to the kids. And um, we got rid of worksheets and started doing yeah we really you know and we weren't the kids weren't sitting at desk anymore so we did like a night and day change in our classroom
0: what would you say like this is this is a huge shift this is a huge shift and it's um you know I can say it's challenging for any teacher but what would you say um to that teacher that's just about to start to um, go through this journey um, with the more engaging you know with the kindergarten experience, for example, some advice about switching
1: up the classroom like that. What would be your advice to them? I would say the one thing that helped us the most was that we did go to a lot of trainings and we took some of the classes multiple times. I've been to the organization of Space and Time three times, yeah, because you can learn something new every time. And um, that's the biggest thing that helped mm-hmm. us be successful at Blue Ridge. And then um, having support, whether it be another teacher doing the program or your administration. But um, I was lucky to have both. Yeah. Um, I went through the program with another teacher and then we kind of shared it with the rest of our team and our administration was supportive. but um for those people who don't have support from their administration it still can be done um yeah. you just have to you know for some people it may be that you start small for us we um we dove in all the way <laughs> <Yes>. we just <laughs> we just came in over the break and we got rid of our tables <laughs> and chairs and we brought whatever we found from garage sales and yeah what we could make and we started there this year our administration um supplied us with the kitchen set Mm, and a light table because they could they saw that we were serious first of all i mean (laughs) you kind of have i mean we showed them you know that you know we're all in so Mm -hmm. they saw great results from what we made out of you know our garage sale finds they saw that we were successful and we were supported um in that way we were able to get um sand table that we didn't have before things that we just didn't have and we made we made do for last year and then this year we have a lot more support in in that way yeah
0: and you Um, mentioned um some strategies there for teachers that are that are taking something new on like this, um, um, but I, I'm curious to know, you know, how have you worked with any new teachers, new kindergarten teachers, and what would your advice be to them um, when they're if they're just starting out as a kindergarten teacher? Before, so like
1: they've never taught before. Yeah, oh, before no,
0: kindergarten. They never taught kindergarten before, and they're doing it. In never taught. More meaningful
1: way. Mm. Um, I would say even this year was a good learning experience because it was our first year of um, rolling it out at the beginning of the year. So Mm -hmm. our beginning of the year, um, it was different than rolling it out in October when we had laid down rules. And um, this year it was much different because it was like being first year at this Mm -hmm. kindergarten experience because we had never started up a school year like this. So. Um, there's things I know that I'll do different next year, um, like being more patient with um, starting our relationships and our rituals yes. and routines before yes. we really expect much academically. And that's hard because you are expected to do so many things in the first quarter. But <laughs> really right now, I'm just, just now, like just this week, I'm starting to see aha they are hitting each other less <laughs> they are you know starting to take better care of our supplies where um i thought i was going to roll it out all at once mm-hmm. with academics and our rituals and routines but really it's you have to start out small and remember how young these students are and how socially unprepared they are and a lot of our students um in our area have never been to preschool so it's their first time experience at school so to try to roll out routines rituals and build relationships while you're pushing academics down their throat you just have to take a step back and be patient Mm -hmm. and then when you do start doing the academics it does make more sense to the students and they buy into it a little better.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you hit it all. You hit all my points there. Yeah, absolutely. That, that can't get to the to the academic piece. And I sh- and I I mean, I want to say to our our audience that you know, kindergarten academics is learning through play and is through hands on and meaningful experiences. Absolutely, and it's, and it's facilitated by the teacher. Um, I wanted to also touch base. Just on your own personal growth, I know you've shared um, some reflections um, when we've I've seen you at some of the trainings, and um, you know you. I mean, it, there was, and I think this can be something that most teachers can relate to. That they they get at a point in their professional career where they're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, or you know, you get burnt out. Um, so I wanted to have you if you could just share a little bit about your own personal growth and now how how you've been able to hopefully have a little more work-life balance so that you can be that awesome kindergarten teacher for your students
1: yeah I mean um just like the way the students feel teachers get you know teachers get burned out yeah doing worksheets I mean as simple as that sounds, worksheets are monotonous for a teacher. There's not a lot of joy in passing out a worksheet and having a student sit there and fill it out. It's much more engaging for the teacher as well when you're learning together. I'm learning things that I didn't know, and I wouldn't have learned by passing out worksheets. You know, I mean, I know my ABCs. I know how to count, and to do that all day, in all honesty, it does get boring and monotonous. But when you're doing it through ways of going out on a nature walk and yeah. counting things you see outside, or doing a science experiment and learning things, like you know, in your trainings we learned about worms, and I I would have never went out and tried to find information about worms before. But it's just <laughs> yes. really interesting and engaging and. I, I when I um sit at PDs myself and I'm sitting there going, Oh my gosh, they just keep talking, talking, talking and I'm just looking at this paper, I'm not engaged. And so yeah. um yeah. I can see how the students feel more than I did before and um it's just more refreshing to be a teacher who's out either outside or in the classroom. Um, making something creating something building something learning about something new than it is to just sit and pencil paper yeah there's just not a lot of meaning behind it or relevancy
0: yeah absolutely
1: so how are you balancing
0: now Work work likes I know you have uh you have a teenager right
1: I have three yeah that's right well, actually, one of them's not even a teen. Actually, now two of them, huh? Just this year, <laughs> yeah. turned twenty. So, yes, I have one <laughs> teenager and two in their twenties. Whoa. <laughs> How are you balancing family and your work life? I always have to ask. Um, that. It's um. It's, so at the beginning of the year, it's hard, and <laughs> I want everyone to know that at the beginning of the year, it's hard. And you're finding what works for your class. Mm-hmm. But once you start getting into like October, November, you start feeling a little more like, okay, I know what kind of centers they like. I know what interests them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not like right now, I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm not um, staying at work as late. Cool. Trying to come up with ideas and um to lighten the load it helps when you have another teacher who's um doing yeah. the same type of teaching mm-hmm. but their centers are totally different so you can you know try some of their ideas and not have to think of everything yourself yeah and so that's made um that's made it you know better but i will say like the beginning of the year it was hard this year because we had i had never had a beginning of the year as a kindergarten experience type teacher. So that was a learning experience for me. So, but next year I can see it rolling out better than it was this year. So, um, but now that we're getting into like a couple of months of school, it's Mm -hmm. starting to go, aha. Okay. I know (laughs) what, I know what I'll do next year differently. And now I feel like I'm into the part where the kids are, Trusting me more, trusting each other more, um, starting to be kinder with each other. And we just now got to the point where we were able to name just this week. So I'm saying this so that people have hope because I tried (laughs) a few weeks ago to come up with our, our family school name so we could do a flag. And it seems like late in the year, why are we just now doing this? But they just weren't ready and they didn't get it. And. We weren't a family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so to pretend we're going to make this flag and we're going to carry it and we're a family, it's not real. But um, just this week, actually, I brought the subject up again and I talked about, wow, how they aren't hitting each other as much. And they're starting when someone falls down, they're helping them up and they're starting to learn what our three worlds really mean to take care of each other. And to take care of yourself. They're just starting to to get that. And now I feel like I can get into the academics. But we've been in school since the beginning of August. And that's how long it's taken to, yeah. to constantly, you know, instead of just don't hit, you know, to tell them, you know, other ways and find out why they're hitting. And it just yeah. takes a long time at the beginning of the year. So. We weren't a, we weren't a family. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the truth
0: of it. Yeah, that is so powerful that you, you say that to, and to put it in perspective like that so that teachers can understand, like we need, we're getting to know each other right now. <laughs> we're, we're all getting mm-hmm. to know each other and learning how to be in each other's space and learning how to be a little kid, you know, a kindergartner in this world right now.
1: Well, yeah. You think that, well, I'm their teacher. They're going to love me because kindergarten because teacher you know kids Mm -hmm. always love their teachers but they don't necessarily trust you yeah they don't necessarily understand what you're what you're trying to do for them they don't get that until you prove yourself to them and so i feel like i i have a different kind of relationship with this group of kids and the group that had last year Compared to my first year in kindergarten, where I was the teacher, they were my student, we listened to you because you're our teacher, but now it's more of a relationship, yeah, yeah, that's
0: and I wanna um jump on that and talk about your working with parents this year. What was something different um because you know how did you handle parents that perhaps have their first kid? this is their first kid going into kindergarten and then perhaps going into this type of classroom setup. Did you, what advice, um, did you, would you give teachers or handling parents that perhaps aren't, you know, they're not, I don't want to say, um, I just want to say that they're just, they're, they haven't been informed yet perhaps of, of this, of your teach, of your new teaching style. How did you handle parents? So they're
1: reluctant. Yes. Um, yeah. Surprisingly, I did not have a lot of reluctant parents. Yeah. My parents were really excited. Parents are really excited to hear that their kid, who is just leaving home for the first time, that's five years old. They're mm-hmm. excited to hear that they don't have to sit in a chair all day. That they're going that they're going to be having fun. They want their kids to have fun while they're learning, and and that they're going to be engaged in to let them know that, yeah, we're going to be having fun, but we're still going to be covering the standards. We're still going to be learning. We are going to help them socially. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because parents want you to help their kids socially. Mm -hmm. A lot of times parents don't even know how to help them socially. So they're happy to hear that. Because parents, of course, they want their kids to do well academically. But as a parent myself and working with parents, they want their kids to be able to get along with others and to make friends and to be, to be a friend and to be someone who is likable and, and knows how to handle, um, relationships with other people. Yes. Yeah. So, So, so the families that I, I was really, I really did not have any families this year or last year that um didn't like the idea uh, they all seem to like the idea of hands-on learning and learning through play
0: yeah
1: they don't really want play taken away from, most parents don't want play taken away from their child who is 5 years old
0: <laughs> do you get um some kids that are still like they're about to be 5 they're still 4
1: um yeah i had one this year last year i had several Wow. And that's hard. Uh, last year I had a handful at least. Wow. So, in you know, side. you still get kids coming to school sucking their thumb, you know. Oh, yeah. No, that, babies, yeah. That, yeah. So to yeah. expect them to sit in a chair and be still, be quiet, and listen to me all day so unrealistic <laughs> you know
0: yes absolutely and if you're not enjoying it they're not enjoying it either
1: right uh,
0: um uh, I wanted to see what would you what other advice or comment would you end with here so I can I can let you go because I know you're still in that's in, at your school um For perhaps for seasoned or new teachers um, that are starting to want to shift their their teaching to, um, you know, the real relevant, meaningful philosophy that um, Dr. Garcia has, what would be your advice and last to let you go?
1: Um, I would say, you know, some people have to do little bits, but I would say the best thing is just to dive in and go for it and um not to put too much pressure on yourself and trust that the kids are growing through play mm. trust that they are learning from each other and they're learning from their experiences and we're just facilitating opportunities and they will learn and they will grow they really will and it and it will show in your data
0: Ah, yeah, I know we all,
1: we all, we all have to answer to our data, and I was scared <laughs> no, about that. And, give, give um, me, give me an example.
0: Like, um, what was one of the ways? So, because I know I'm going to get asked this. Like, what data was it that she used that she was able to?
1: Sorry, what? I didn't hear the
0: last part. Sorry, I know I'm going to get asked what data did she use to to um, document the growth? How were you able to tell?
1: Oh, okay. We use Galileo for our reading and math scores.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I, Galileo I know testing I know audience and, did you, and you noticed a significant bump after once you started to switch up your, your teaching.
1: Yeah, we, um, both, uh, Angela and I, we did notice a big growth in our, in our students and, um, our student achievement teacher, um, Congratulated us for how much growth was shown in our students. Wow. So it can be done. The data can show it. Right. And then there's the stuff that you just can't measure, like their social and emotional skills. Yeah.
0: Yes. Which now it'll hope if you're participating in ADE's uh, KDI tool, you'll be able to measure that. Um, Right. That's awesome. It's awesome, though, because that's a lot, a lot of times that's what um, teachers are, you know, going up against. How do I show this data? Well, thank you so much. Uh, I really yeah, thank you the time and just wanted to highlight your journey through this because it's I know it's been significant um, with your teaching and you personally as well. So I will let you me, <laughs> to your day and I really appreciate you helping me out with this project to highlight teachers
1: you're welcome thank you so much for everything thank you